Okay, we speak today about vowing to give to God the value of something. So the verse says, God spoke to Moses saying, speak to the children of Israel and say to them, when a man will express a vow to God regarding evaluation of souls. So first Rosh explains that this very unusual phrase, yafli, means to express orally. Recording evaluation of souls, you're giving this to the temple. Meaning you're saying the valuation of something is on you. Valuation of, of whatever it is, the part of the body. It could be a person or it could be part of the person's body. As long as it's a part that life depends on it, like a vital organ, like a, a heart or lungs, Person can also pledge the value of a part of the body to donate it to the temple. The next verse says the valuation of a male shall be for someone 20 years of age to 60 years of age. The valuation shall be 50 silver shekels of the sacred shekel. So here we're saying. But if a person is of a certain age, meaning we're looking here at their gender, male or female, and we're looking at their age, and based on the age and the gender, there's a certain fixed value. And a person could perhaps be worth more, perhaps be worth less. We just stick to, for these laws, the age and the gender. So it's male between 20 and 60, if she's silver shekels. As Rashi explained, when we're saying the valuation, we're not meaning literally their market value, meaning if this person was sold as a slave, how much would he get at the market? Maybe this person is so valuable and he'd be sold for 500 silver coins, and maybe this person would be sold for 20 silver coins. We're not determining that. It's a fixed rate based on the gender and the age. And we look at the word here, erkecha, the valuation, which actually says means as if it's to the word erech. In other words, this word is written with two chas. And Rashi is saying that I don't know why there is that second chas. Normally, it would mean your but in this case, that doesn't make sense. I mean, your valuation, because we're not talking about how much you're worth. We're talking about this other person that you are pledging to give their value to the temple. So the valuation here can't be yours. Therefore, I said, I don't know the function of that letter. Next verse. If she is female, the previous verse spoke of a male, so if she is female, Valuation should be 30 shekels. So if it's a woman between the ages of 20 and 60, no matter who the woman is, one is if they're pledging to give the woman's value to the temple, it means they're pledging to give the temple 30 silver coins. And if from five years of age to 20 years of age, the valuation of the male should be 20 shekels and of a female 10 shekels. So now, again, now we're going younger, age 5 to 20, the man is, when one pledges the value of that man, it means 20 coins. When one pledges the value of a woman, it means 10. 
Now, Rashi clarifies, we're not saying the person making the vow is a minor, because a minor can't be obligated through a speech. We're talking about someone who's saying the value of this minor is incumbent on me to pay to the temple. And if from one month of age to five years of age, the valuation of a male shall be five silver shekels, and for a female, the valuation shall be silver, three silver shekels. And for someone even younger than this, again, the male is five, the female is three. So now we went all the way to the youngest, now we're going to go to the other end of the spectrum. In other words, we started between 20 and 60. Then we said from five to 20. And then we said basically from birth to five. And now we're saying, and what about older, like past 60? If from 60 years of age and if a man, the valuation shall be 15 shekels, or a female, 10 shekels. But now we're talking about older people. Again, we're separating male and female. And we're saying the male that was originally valued at 50 shekels is now going to be 15. A female that was originally valued at 30 should be 10. The rush says, hey, when we're reaching old age, we're not maintaining the same percentages in values of the man and the woman. Because the man decreased a lot more than the woman did. He decreased more than a third of his value. He was originally 50. Now it's 15. And the woman decreased by a third. From meaning a third, meaning from 30 to 10, which means she's now at a third of her value. Well, the man is at less than that. So from this, we understand the saying of our of people that an old man in the house is like a trap in the house, while an old woman in the house is a treasure in the house, a good sign in the house. So we're seeing here that based on the difference in value, as the man gets older, he decreases far more value than the woman does. But if he is destitute for the valuation, then she'll have him stand before the priest, and the priest should set his valuation according to what the hand of the person who makes the vow can attain should the priest set his valuation. Here's the person who's pledging to give the value of this person, whoever the person is, whatever his gender is, whatever his age is, to the temple. But if he's too poor to give it, then the person who's value of being fixed here has to stand before the priest and the priest is going to determine how much really his valuation should be and the priest is going to determine it based on the person who pledged the valuation he could afford. So if the person, you know, like in our head that would sound very silly, he took a 30-year-old man, so this is the peak. His value is 50 shekels. He's not paying his value, but he doesn't have 50 shekels. He has maybe... 20. Not really. So he's stuck. He, he, he has to give the temple 50. He doesn't have it. So the priest now has to come up with a solution. So the priest has to look at this person that we're evaluating and come up with a number that this person can handle. So how does he create the number? By finagling the other person's figures? No, it's by really working accurately to what can the person afford and leaving him the bare minimum to function on because everything else is being dedicated to the temple. So he's left with enough 
or his life's needs. He's left with a bed, a pillow, a cover, and the tools of his trade. That's it. Everything else goes for this valuation. If it is a kind of animal that one can bring as an offering to God, whatever he may give of it to God shall be holy. So here we're saying, let's say for an outdoors, he looks at an animal and he says, oh, the foot of this animal I'm offering as a burnt up offering to God. So he said something, meaning the animal sold to somebody who's going to use a whole animal as this type of offering. And the money paid for it is not holy, but the value of that limb, which he had dedicated, is holy and therefore is given to the temple. So, Sorry, the next verse. Verse 10, he shall not exchange it nor substitute it, whether good for bad or bad for good. But if he does substitute one animal for another animal, then it and its substitute shall be holy. <clears throat> Meaning you can't take an unblemished one and switch it with a blemished one. And how, of course, how much more so, good for good or bad for bad. And if it is any impure animal from which they may not bring an offering to God, then you just stand the animal before the priest. So here, when we're saying an impure animal, we don't mean literally a not kosher animal. It's what does impure animal mean? You can't bring a not kosher animal to the temple. So what would it mean? So it means animals of kosher species that are blemished. As it says, from which they may not bring an offering to God, implying that the impurity is one that prevents the offering alone. That the animal could be eaten if properly slaughtered. That must mean uh, a situation here where the person is taking the animal and dedicating it, giving its value to God. The priest shall evaluate it, whether good or bad, like the priest's evaluation, so shall it be. So, in other words, this animal is evaluated by the priest for any person who comes to buy it from the possession of the temple. But if he redeems it, in other words, the original owner that dedicated it, that sanctified it, redeems it, he must add a fifth to the valuation. So this is a general rule that whenever the original owner is consecrating something to God, the verse always requires to redeem it, you have to add a fifth of the evaluation to the price of the redemption. Same thing if you consecrated your house or a field or with the tithe. If it's yours, in other words, we can't really relate to these concepts so much because we're talking here about enormous sums of money or even not enormous, but for people that had to little, enormous. And it was like a, a very thing, a very done thing, a very accepted normative thing to take your, your possessions, whatever you had, and you didn't have much, and just give it to God. So the person is saying, like, I want to give God this big gift. I'm going to give him my field. What do you mean your field? This is your field. This is so precious. Well, I want to give God something precious. So he dedicates his field to God. No, it's not his anymore. It's a priest. Then he says, wait a minute. I, 
I really want to study it myself. I really want it to be something that I can have ownership of. But I want to redeem back my field. Okay, so I'm going to go to the priest, and hopefully I'll get to buy back my field before I also want to buy my field. So he got to that point, but because he is personally redeeming his own field, there's a extra like surcharge, so to speak, of this plus a fifth that's always added because it's your own possession that you're redeeming. If a man consecrates his house to be holy to God, the priest shall evaluate it, whether good or bad, as the priest shall evaluate it, so shall it remain. If one is thanks to redeem his value, his house, he shall add a fifth of the money valuation unto the money evaluation, and it shall be his. In other words, exactly what we said before with the animal is exactly the same laws with the house and exactly the same laws with any other thing that's your own personal item that you're dedicating to God, to the temple. And if you're wanting to buy it back, you always have to add this fifth if it's your own item. If it's anyone else's item, you just have to literally give the price of its worth. 